Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. Hey, this is Corey Joseph, and you listen to the Mobile Serp Podcast. Thank you, everyone, for joining us today on the Syrup Cast. I am joined by, on my left-hand side, is Igor Bonifacic. Hey, what's up? And Rose, on my right, how do you say your last name? Bahar. Bahar. How are things? Very good, thank you. My pleasure. And Patrick is away in beautiful Mexico, Cancun, his first trip. So he is here, but not here. And my name is Ian Hardy, and this is Syrupcast where we talk about everything tech in Canada, smartphones, tablets, wearables, and this week we're going to dive right into a number of glorious issues, with the first being the HTC 10. And it is in our hands right here, if everyone has not seen it, it is um, coming to Canada later this month from Bell, who will have an exclusive, and also you can buy it unlocked at the htc.com at their online store. For $999. I know. <laughs> Someone thinks they're Apple or Samsung, yeah? Well, the de- device is really premium feel. It's got this nice unibody design, all aluminum, no plastic on the inside like other devices that are... Well, it has the antenna bands, right? Yeah, antennas are placed differently. So tell us about this device. Igor, you're you're very descriptive. You, you are uh, one person on the team that... Um, talks in a great manner. So, if you're about to, uh, you know, embrace in Bolivian and you know, basically go out of business as a company, you might as well oh, do it in style and go out with a bang. So this is clearly, I think, HTC's best phone uh, to date. Uh, and also, I mean, I know the thousand dollar price tag is, you know, quite a bit to ask for a phone that isn't uh, an Apple device or a Samsung device. Um, But I think if you're looking for a phone that isn't stock Android, but has the closest thing to stock Android, this is a great choice. Um, It has the skin from past iterations of HTC Sense is quite toned down. Um, If you, for instance, you know, you can look on some other sites, they have examples of how much HTC has toned it down, but it is a really great experience. It's the closest thing um, you'll get to stock Android, which I think is always a plus. Um, and it's also, like Ian said, it's just a great device in the hand. It feels really great. Yeah. Um, it it feels more premium than certainly the G5. The G5, I didn't really care for the design. This feels perfect in my hand. I really do like the... It's a, I mean, yeah. it's more of an optical illusion than anything. How the... Uh, what is it? Chamberford? Is that the word they've been using? Chamberford. 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 Edge, but yeah. yeah. Yeah, but it is a great... It does look cool, right? Because yeah, it it's does. the same color, but it... It's a slight optical illusion, so it makes it look like it's two-tone. Um, the camera, from what I've seen, is great. The autofocus is a bit kind of iffy, iffy and nitpicky, but it's not as fast as the S7. 
um, but it is still a really capable uh, a camera. And you also, if you're coming from something like an iPhone 6S Plus, you'll notice it's uh, it has a slightly wider field of view, so you get more in the picture, which is, you know, depending on the situation, definitely a good thing. Um, and I was also surprised, um, it has a great kind of, when you plug in headphones for the first time, it asks you if you want to kind of cal calibrate them, mm -hmm. um, the sound to your specific headphones and your hearing. Um, when I was younger, I used to review music and went to a lot of uh, concerts, and so my hearing is quite bad. <laughs> and so this made me realize I'm actually pretty deaf on the left, uh, my left ear. Um, so is it worth a thousand dollars? Um, I don't know. I think that's something you have to make for, uh, that decision yourself. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, it's, I mean, is this, I'm glad that this is, you know, the phone, if this is HTC's last phone, and I know Ian, you have some <laughs> qualms with that statement, but if this is their last phone, um, it's a great way to go out. Yeah, yeah. I hope it isn't. Certainly. I, yeah. I think that it's the best looking um, mm -hmm. Android phone out there on the market right now. You like think, I would you, put it above you think this, this is the best looking Android phone on the market right now? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Why? Um, it's, I really, really appreciate the metal back. Um, I think for the Samsung S7, um, I just, it, it looks messy so quickly. You know what I mean? And this... Uh, the Samsung not... S7 looks messy? Yeah, uh, because of the so. fingerprints that oh, go Oh, okay, on so the, the glass backing. Yeah, on the glass backing. Okay. So, so, so you constantly right, want to yeah. your shirt or something like that to clean yeah. it? So this, There's... and it feels so good and so premium. Like, it yeah. really is beautiful. Um, and I also do think the sound is really, really amazing. Yeah, boom I think sound, it's yeah. super neat what they do with the... Uh, Figuring out what frequency you can hear in each ear. That's mm -hmm. really, really interesting. But I guess there might be some downsides to being very close to stock Android. Like, they don't have a native gallery app anymore. Mm -hmm. okay, so, so, for, for people, people that for, bad. Uh, for people who are listening, what is the benefit of stock Android versus not having stock Android on your device? Well, if you're a Galaxy S6 owner, you're only getting and Marshmallow as of today, right? Um, so the S7 came out with uh, Marshmallow before the S6 did, and mm -hmm. I think that's partially because TouchWiz is such a heavily skinned version of Android. Um, mm -hmm. So you do have to wait longer. I mean, there's no guarantee with, especially with the kind of dire straits that HTC is in currently, there's no guarantee this phone is gonna get updated quickly, but the fact that it is so close to uh, Marshmallow, I think, will uh, mean that it'll get updated right. uh, much more quickly, yeah. which is always a great thing because you get new features uh, faster, right? Like mm -hmm. Marshmallow brought a lot of great things to Android, mm -hmm. you know, like the Doze feature, which has, for some people, really addressed some of the battery issues that Android has had. Um, now on tap, I know is not loved by everyone, but it's still, you know, some people, there are fans of it. Um, and, you know, we Rose and I have been following Android N, um, and there's a lot of really interesting features coming to it. Um, and so I think naturally you want those as soon as you possibly can, right? Um, and I also think uh, Google has kind of understands what makes this operating system usable and you know, like great to use better than, you know, some of the, uh, some of its 
hardware partners, they tend to, I think, sometimes make changes for the sake of making a change to stock Android rather than just uh, for the sake of doing something interesting in, or mm-hmm. adding functionality to the operating system. Yeah. I would say that I don't I don't love the camera compared to the S7 and like I think that the lighting and the photos that I've taken is kind of off and mm-hmm. often looks more low light than it is. It mm-hmm. can be difficult to get the object you want in the foreground to focus. Yeah. So, I don't know. The camera is is not as impressive as I hoped it would be. So, we we did a camera shootout between the Nexus 6P, the iPhone uh, 6S, 6S Plus, yeah. Plus the Galaxy S7, mm-hmm. uh, LG G5, mm-hmm. those those four devices, right? Yep, that's correct. So, and we're probably going to add pictures from the HTC 10 into that. Yep. So what what makes a camera different from others? Is it the sensors involved? Like how can one be so dramatically different? Yeah, so it's a like it's a confluence of factors, obviously. Like sens- such a great word. <laughs> so confluence, com- mixture of factors. Uh, Another great word. Yeah. So um, what's really important is obviously the sensor. Um, less and less so, I think, with modern smartphones, just because Sony provides is the source for all of these sensors. So um, if Sony is a source, and why are they so different? Um, so sometimes you know. Like a big factor is just the lenses. Um, this has a, I think it's a 1.9 uh, f-stop lens, so that's how wide it can open up. So how much light it can let into the sensor, uh, because obviously you know when you're capturing pictures, what you're essentially doing is capturing light. Um, and uh, some cameras are better at that than others. Um, the S7 is exceptional at you doing at making the most of however little light there is in a scene, right? So um, it has a slightly different sensor design that's proprietary to Samsung. Uh, and that's where you see a huge difference, right? Um, I know, I think they source some of their sensors from Sony, but a lot of them are their own uh, that take advantage of their own uh, cell bright technology. Um, and that is slightly better at capturing what little light there is. So that's kind of where you see some of the differences between these cameras come. Um, what is clear, you know, is that the gap used to be so big between the iPhone and Android phones. And mm-hmm. in a lot of cases now, Android phones actually have better cameras, right? Um, these uh, hardware part, uh, OEMs have really stepped up their game and decided to make much better cameras. Because I think, you know, for a lot of people, their kind of experience of their phone revolves around its camera. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. You're, yeah, you're, you're exactly right. Like, I, I remember years ago carrying my digital camera with me mm-hmm. and my phone because the camera of my phone, I think it was a Motorola Q, mm-hmm. was yeah. so bad. Mm-hmm. And I tried to take pictures, and it was, and it was slower. Mm-hmm. So now everything, you, you can access your camera with a button, and it's active within a second or less than a second right yeah so when i mean a great example is when you went to the hands-on in new york with the note 5 you took the s6 with you and it took amazing photos right and you were joking to me like there were these other publications there with like entire like gimbal setups and tripods and (laughs) um but the s6 you know had a really great camera and still does Mm -hmm. and you you can take a look back at those photos of the note 5 we have and I think they're just as good as almost anything yep. else you can see online. Yeah, it's funny with with the HTC 10. I interviewed Nigel. He's the head of product mm-hmm. uh, for HTC, and he 
And I said, so where do you go from here? Mm -hmm. Because he was so passionate about the progression from the HEC 1 M9 to the HEC 10. Not only did they drop the branding of the one line because they want to make it simple, but they improved the camera, they improved the audio. So I said, where do you go next? Mm -hmm. He said, well, we're just going to improve. We're going to keep selling <laughs> this one and improve. Yeah. So similar to how Apple is keeping the iPhone in a general design, same with Samsung, generally the same design of the phone is going to stay the same. There's going to be slight improvements to little things that make a big impact in people's lives, like the camera or audio. Mm -hmm. um, but the, but we're, 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 we talked about this last week again. Like, where do you go next? We talked to, with the LG. How are they going to change from the modular to make it more modular, mm -hmm. right? And so it, it'll be interesting to see what uh, HTC does next, or if they even change stuff because it's not much to not much different than the one M9. I disagree the, with that. But the price know? is different. I like that they sort of went understated and just focused on quality. That mm -hmm. seems to have been the approach. You know, it's, there's no gimmick that hasn't been tested yet, like Igor was saying about the LG G5. Like, is this are the modular friends actually going to, you know, get all their stuff together and work? It, we don't know. But this one, this phone, is already ready to go, and it is high quality for the most part. So... So Bell is releasing this uh, later this month on April 29th. Their exclusivity lasts until July 1st, mm -hmm. and then other carriers are going to pick it up. The contract price is not known, so if it's a thousand dollar phone unlocked, it'll probably come in a little bit higher uh, on Bell. No contract, and the no term price. Thoughts on con or thoughts on the contract price? Sorry, what was the contract price? The, we, we don't know yet. Oh. So what do you think? It oh, be? Um, $6,000 phone. Yeah, probably, I'd say probably 400 down on a two-year. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah, this is, and I, this is why I think this is, you know, quite literally the last phone. If this doesn't sell, and I think the fact that this speaks, the fact that only Bell has this phone speaks to so much where HTC right, is right now uh, both financially and in the mind of consumers, um, you know, the there's a phone that's very similar to this, and it's the Xperia Z5. You know, when it came out, it had the best camera, really great design, uh, pretty similar, like close to stock Android, right? Also a Bell exclusive. Also, that's why you know I want to, but I, as far as I know, that phone has done nothing. You know, like it had really great reviews reviews and I know some people are not like huge fans of Sony but you know same thing it's just I don't think these other carriers Rogers um, and you know we had that article that kind of talked about carriers just don't want to carry HTC phones anymore mm -hmm. it's right. dead stock to them right and right. I'm afraid that this might be the fate of this phone is it's going to be dead stock for a lot of carriers it's a great phone but when people go into, and you know, Rose, you can speak more to this, but when people go into like a Bell store or a Rogers store, for them, Android is Samsung, right? They're gonna ask yeah. for the S7. Um, unless there's some kind of incentive for these uh, yeah. sales associates to push people towards the 10, um, I think most people are just gonna pass this phone by. It, yeah, it just lacks brand awareness in a really big way. Yeah, and at one point, you know, HTC, I think, used to ship more phones than Apple, right? Like, 
So, um, in, when? Uh, when in its heyday, right? So, um, let me. I'll try to double check that. Like, but it was. I think like two thirds of all smartphones shipped in like 2009, 2010. Uh, don't quote the, me on this. I'm gonna double oh, okay, check. Oh, yeah. Well, but okay. Like, Back. So, like, almost a decade ago. Not even a decade ago, like 2009, 2010, something along. You know, when HTC was really top of its game, right? Mm -hmm. Two-thirds of all uh, smartphones were HTC phones, right? But how the mighty have fallen, right? And and to some sense, I think the market has really forgotten about the company, right? Yeah. So... Yeah, to an extent. Well, they're doing some good, as you know, they're doing some good stuff in VR. Well, they're putting more efforts into VR, right? So yeah. they're saying. So they're probably looking ahead, thinking, "Hey, the smartphone market is diminishing now. We gotta get our plan B on." But I don't understand why even if that's the case, why even release this phone? You know, like when Steve Jobs came back to Apple, he wasn't like very sentimental about any of its businesses, right? He just cut out anything that he thought didn't make any sense and just focused on OSX and started rebuilding the company, right? Like, why doesn't HTC do the same? Just like cut your losses. The, I think for the best, for the most part, the smartphone market is played out. Um, there might be some gains left to make, but you know, focus on the next ver- big vertical. Well, they are rumored to launch the Nexus devices, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, so, ma- so maybe those might be their like last entry, hurrah, last yeah. hurrah, and, yeah. well, or revitalization. Yeah. Right, because that happened to LG, and LG was kind of teetering, tottering on. Not lost, but right. smartphone losses. And then when they released the G5, uh, no, the Nexus 5, mm-hmm. and then the 5X, it kind of boosted them up again, right? Yeah, so it's interesting. I'm, I've just been looking at uh, uh, HTC stock prices. Uh, and over the last five years, you know, uh, in April 2011, it was worth thirteen hundred dollars, and now for one, one stock, and now it's what eighty three dollars. Wow, you're never getting your money back. Yeah, and if you even just look at one year in April uh, 16, two thousand five, so one year ago, um, their stock was at one hundred thirty two dollars. It dipped to forty dollars in oh August past August. Wow. It kind of rebounded in March fourteenth, which is I think when the Vive uh, or Vive launched. Uh, to 125 and now it's back wow. down to 83 so that's fluctuating that's so much that's, that's fluctuating that's fluctuating so much so, right? so much yeah. uncertainty yeah uncertainly and you know there was that one point where um, I mean here's I mean the most uh, you know popular article about HTC stock specifically and this is something we covered uh, back in August is like they had 1.5 billion in the bank which so I guess this makes sense in the sense why they keep making smartphones is they still have a bit of cushion, um, but most you know at that point investors thought the company was worthless because yeah. <laughs> yeah. they were under their stock was worth less than how much they had in the bank right which is never a place you want to be in. Oh as well, it's fascinating because there's a Canadian company that feels the same way. Uh. Mm-hmm. You know, like yeah. BlackBerry, uh, they were in the news this week about their. Uh, protected BBM, is that right? Some some RCMP. Yeah. So. So I mean, if you're still wondering what the priv stands for in yeah. BlackBerry priv, it doesn't stand for privacy because BlackBerry gone and done sold your privacy out to the RCMP, likely, so, so reportedly. What, yeah. What is what? 
Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. That's a story there. The, the RCMP had access to... Uh, or s- likely still has access to... Uh, so a couple years ago, there was uh, several gang shootings in Montreal. And as part of their... Um, Presumably, uh, the people involved in it, uh, the mafia involved in it, were using BlackBerry phones to message between one another and thought, you know, they had, uh, they were all secure because they were using BBM to message between one another. Um, The RCMP um, somehow was managed to intercept all their uh, messages and messages, excuse me, and decrypt them. Um, And according to court documents that were obtained by Vice, they decrypted some more than 1 million BBM messages uh, over the course of the last couple of years. Uh, And they used these messages to, uh, you know, get these guys to uh, agree to a bargain plea. Um, So to plead guilty, excuse me, uh, for murder. Um, And so the question is, how did the RCMP decrypt 1 million BBM messages? Um, and for two years, the RCMP and the federal government tried to uh, stop these court papers from getting out into the public. And the judge in the case kept asking uh, the RCMP to clarify what their relationship was with BlackBerry. And the RCMP steadfastly just refused on every account to just explain what you know, the relationship with uh, BlackBerry was. Um, but the papers mentioned that the RCMP has a server in Ottawa that is capable of intercepting messages sent with BBM. And I should note this is consumer BBM phones because there's a difference between BIS, BlackBerry Internet Services, and BES, BlackBerry Enterprise Services. Um, so with phones that are on like a corporate or government account, they have their own encryption key. Uh, but for phones that use uh, BBM to send messages consumer to consumer, there's one key that is on every single BlackBerry phone, and it seems very likely that the RCMP has this key, and they're able to look at any message that is sent between any BlackBerry phone in the world, uh, not just Canada, in the world. So how do they get access to that? Um, so we, uh, so again, it's like the court documents don't s- say enough about this um, because you know both parties I think did a really good job of you know stopping it from getting into the public but it seems very likely that the RCMP approached BlackBerry and just flat out asked them for the key and uh, BlackBerry acquiesced and gave them the key so isn't this similar to what Apple was doing was 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 potentially wanting to stop which yeah so it's very ironic that you know a company that has kind of built its reputation on privacy and security folded and potentially folded, I should say, and gave their right. uh, the keys to their kingdom, as I say in the article I wrote. Uh, and then you have this other company, uh, Apple, which is never really, I don't think, like, they certainly talk about privacy and security, especially now, but it was never really a, a major selling yeah, point of the iPhone, right? right? Um, 
But they stood up to the FBI in this case, and we don't know the other cases because so many of these are like, you know, not done in under the public eye. Right. Right. Um. So, but yeah, this is essentially the RCMP asked for a back door, um, and BlackBerry said yes. Um, yeah, you it, note that it's possible they could yeah. have obtained it on its own or yeah. gone to a third party. Yeah. Or- and so what I will say, you know, there were a couple comments where people were like, well, as long as you're not doing anything bad, you have nothing to fear, <laughs> um, which, you know, you're entitled to your opinion. But in this case, I think you're wrong uh, because, you know, a million messages. Let's think about it. In this case, it was 11 people who pleaded guilty uh, to this case. 11 people do not send 1 million messages uh, don't send that many yeah. messages between right. each other, right? Mm-hmm. This is wild, wide-scale surveillance. Um, and the other thing is, you know, there was this great... Uh, there was at one point Edward Snowden, Snowden the famous NSA, uh, uh, you know, whistleblower, he was asked, you know, what the NSA does with sex, right? Because that's, like, something that... Yeah. That's, you know, that gets passed around a lot, right? Between right. people in this day and age. Um, and he's like... The NSA, the NSA analysts who look through people's text messages and emails, they see the free new pictures they get as a side benefit of working for the NSA, right? So wh- wow. this is to say that, you know, like, the RCMP is, like, potentially looking through everything, right? And they're just, they're not just like, oh, like, who's suspicious? Because it takes a while. You need to do some work to find who's suspicious, right? Yeah. Like, you don't have a computer program that's, maybe, you, probably you do, right? That's sussing out, like, what are like suspicious emails, but a lot of this is just like a lot of like grunt work going through messages, right? Um, and just because one person's implicated and, you know, it takes two to tango, right? Like they have to read through messages that are sent to everyone else, even if they're not like people that are guilty necessarily. So this person who might've not done nothing except for talk to someone who made some wrong choices in their life is suddenly having their messages read as well, right? So this is like, all of this to say that this is like a very slippery slope that this country is embarking upon. And, you know, I've seen, you know, some of my friends who work at Motherboard and Vice, you know, talk about this. What's really essential is that this country do have a privacy debate. Like, um, you know, we really need to talk about whether it's okay for the RCMP to force companies like BlackBerry into giving them their encryption key. Or even like, just like, you know, it's... I feel in some sense this is the nail in the coffin for BlackBerry's consumer Mm -hmm. um, ambitions, right? Like, they were already declining anyway, but how can you with a straight face be like, well, we're the, you know, we make Android more secure. Right. (laughs) When you just give up the key when like, you know? um, So so now it's a question of their uh, own trustworthiness and their own security if they can now convince if this is true, which seems like it yeah. is, that have happened, right? Mm-hmm. Like to kind of backpedal and say, oh. Yeah, I should mention what was interesting. I remember when the San Bernardino, uh, when the stuff relating to the San Bernardino shooting started to happen with the FBI and Apple, we reached out to BlackBerry and we asked them, what is your stance on this? And they cl- declined to comment, right? Like, right, right. Uh, in hindsight, I can see why, right? Because... <laughs> Unlike every other company in Silicon Valley that said, you know, 
this is it's like it's take it or leave it. We're not we're not cooperating with the government in this case. This is a very dangerous precedent. Blackberry was like, well, this is a reasonable you know uh, request from the RCMP we got, and we're gonna cooperate with it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think I, all of this, you know, like I'm not here really to debate the kind of ethics of it. Only to mention that like, where do we go from here, right? <laughs> like yeah. because. I mean, Rose, you wrote an article about the RCMP potentially having stingrays, right? Like, Right, exactly. Yeah. And that was another issue that a lot of civil rights advocacy groups were saying we should have public information about For sure. whether or not uh, on a federal level mm-hmm. uh, we're, being, we're under surveillance. Because um, these devices are, sort of mimic uh, cell phone towers. Mm-hmm. So then your phone connects to them. And it grabs whatever information is being transmitted at the time. Mm-hmm. So it could be texts or calls or a location, any mm-hmm. of that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, currently, the privacy commissioner is investigating. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll probably won't see the results of that for quite a while. Yeah. But um, yeah, that's a. It's a really like it's a really huge issue right now in terms of being able to keep any semblance of privacy in this digital world. Yeah, and I mean, the other issue is Canada's part of this uh, intelligence organization called Five Eyes, and it's the all the intelligence gathering uh, agencies in the United States, Canada, Great Britain, Australia, and there's one more work together to kind of share methodologies and information they've gathered. Well, if, you know, like, if the RCMP has a server to crack BBMs, clearly Canada's spy agency has as well. And they've probably already shared this with the NSA, right? So you see like how quickly this can spiral out of control, right? Where like every single facet of our daily lives is being monitored. Um, But isn't it interesting that this is not getting as much news around the world? Yeah, Like it seems to be like one day of news and it's like gone. Yeah. And the Stingray thing wasn't big either. Yeah. It's just, maybe it's just Canada. Mm-hmm. Like, we're sorry. Mm-hmm. Everyone, everyone's the, sorry here. I think mm-hmm. the U.S. May, might even have uh, a bigger tolerance for their privacy being invaded than Canadians, though. Yeah, yeah, we just go, okay, what's for dinner? <laughs> I mm-hmm. mean, right? no, like, it, in the U.S., Stingrays are openly in use. So, mm-hmm. so people like do turn a blind eye, maybe even more in the U.S. Yeah, I mean, I read a BuzzFeed article recently that was saying like, us, the Department of Homeland Security has like just drones flying around major U.S. cities all the time. Right. <laughs> you know, so uh, I mean, sure, you have like four hundred dollars smartphones in two thousand sixteen, but you also have like everyone spying on you. So Absolutely. just. Yeah, the future. This is the future we live in, yeah. So, but so Ian, I went to Kingston this week. Exactly, yeah. Tell us about your trip, the Via Rail. Via is awesome, by the way. Mm-hmm. I haven't taken a train in about, I would say, 10 years. Mm-hmm. Love trains. Love Sorry, trains, I took a train yeah. to Ottawa uh, a few a few years ago. Mm-hmm. But this one, I, I went to, to Kingston, and the train was awesome. It's got Wi-Fi, so I was working on the train. Mm-hmm. Left on time. Mm-hmm. Like, exactly on time. Got there early. Wow. And what I did there is I went to Kingston because I went to Queens to see um, the digital media center there. There's researchers that developed 
a flexible, bendable smartphone called Reflex. Mm-hmm. And we wrote about this about a month ago. And I contacted them and said, hey, I'm interested in coming down and check, checking it out because I'm into this. Like, I think it's really interesting what people are doing, and I love that yeah. it's Canadian. So I went there. There was about seven people in this department, and all they do all day long is work on new technology. Uh, some of the things that I saw, I can't mention, obviously, uh, on here. Um, but this specific <laughs> flexible phone, uh, this prototype is probably about two millimeters thick and just like we've heard from Samsung and LG mm-hmm. this reflex was an LG display and he could really bend it about I would say about 75 degrees or something like that mm-hmm. and it was a full color 1080p display running Android uh, and he was so enthusiastic about it so it was fascinating to see what they're developing and what they think and why they think this reflex is the next big thing they, they own patents on it, which is great from a Canadian perspective for a Canadian company. Mm-hmm. Um, Samsung's been down there. LG's been down there. That's so cool. So it's interesting to see uh, their passion for it. And, and this prototype was really sketchy looking, but it, it, it wasn't the design of the prototype. It was what the prototype right. could mean. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. um, and it bends. The display was beautiful looking, um, responsive as well. Uh, when you bend it, there is um, haptic feedback. So let's say we're looking at this comic book. As you as you bend it, uh, let's say you bend it backwards um, or to you. If you bend it slowly, uh, it moves a little bit slower. But if you bend it all the way down, the pages go. And if you yeah. bend it away from you, from the middle or from the sides down, it, the pages go the other way. So just like a book. Um, that was fascinating. We played Angry, Angry Birds on it. So the game like came alive because you could feel mm-hmm. the vibrations as well, which I thought was fascinating. Yeah, the opportunities so, for games would be crazy with one of those. Right, right. Yeah. But he said that this technology exists, and it's not that we can't have it here right now. Mm-hmm. He said that manufacturers are really afraid to produce something like this because they want the whole device to be flexible, oh. which, which, which I can understand. Or you can take a different approach and do it in stages. Like there's a G Flex that has the curved display, the Galaxy S6 Edge that has a curved display. But what they want to do with these flexible devices is make the whole device flexible. So you need the display flexible, you need the battery flexible, which he says already exists. So it's just putting the technology together and then making that technology affordable enough for someone to buy. Isn't it also, I mean, not to be cynical, but... Really? would <laughs> <laughs> we'll be a first. <laughs> not the first time. Bam! But, I mean, doesn't, I mean, Samsung needs, or Samsung and LG, they're the two primary players we often hear associated with who, these rumors, right? Who are and expected LG. to come out later this year. That's the rumor. Yeah, but, I mean, didn't they first need to kind of they need people to buy new phones, right? And so right. you can't... People aren't going to buy the S7 if you just come out with a bendable phone, right? So they need to kind of slowly iterate on these right. phones to maximize profit margins, right? So I think there's... It's maybe less about manufacturing concerns and so much as like, well, we need to build obsolescence into these phones, right? So 
the S7's cool now, but wait till you see the S7 bendable version, right? Well, <laughs> you know, like... Well, the major difference is that, you know, displays are glass, right? This is mm-hmm. a plastic. Mm. Oh, for sure, yeah. So, like, the manufacturing cost would go dramatically down. Yeah. Right? It's a matter of... Well, exactly, right? Of, but the, this flexible device, bendable device, will only attract a certain audience, an early adopter, yeah. hardcore enthusiast who's looking for something... New or kids, <laughs> people for their kid, like the five C. Yeah. So well, yeah. But he said this is great because he dropped it on the floor and it still worked. Yeah. It didn't break and it didn't crack. Um, but this specific prototype, again, it wasn't about the prototype. It had lots of bubbles on the display. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the more you bend it, the more um, possibility there is for bubbles to appear. Oh in the bottom, yeah, that's not right? great. Yeah. yeah. So like it's good that like, it won't break and it bends. You sit on it and it's not going to break. And it's cool, you can bend it, get some feedback. But over time, if they develop the technology correct, just, just when you put something on like a window, like a plastic thing in your car for your kids, or for my kids, if we have something plastic to shield out mm-hmm. the sun, kind of have bubbles there, yeah. right? So mm-hmm. the same thing happens with this, dis- with this, dis- with this display. Mm-hmm. So I'm totally excited for this, for the possibilities of this, because I think it's really cool. It's crazy cool. And it's even cooler that it's developed by a Canadian company that owned the patents. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, remember years ago mm-hmm. when Sam, I think it was a Galaxy S6, when Samsung came out with um, a feature on the Galaxy S6 that if you're watching a video and you look at it, but if you look away, it turns off. I forget what it's called, but they developed that at Queen's. Oh, oh that's and, and it's not in the Galaxy S7. Oh, that's a shame. So he said... This director of this department, he says, you wonder why it's not in the Galaxy S7? Because we're suing them. Oh, really? Oh. Yeah. Because Samsung came down to the lab in 2003 oh. to check out the technology, and all of a sudden it's in the Galaxy oh, S6. that's not kosher. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they, they're oh. developing amazing technology down there. Cool. And he said that most of the technology that you see is developed in schools. You just don't hear about it. Of course, yeah. Yeah. So they also developed this uh, paper paper pad. You have two tablets, or two paper tablets, and you put them together, mm-hmm. they interact together. Mm-hmm. So he, his dream with that is that you can eliminate the entire office. Mm-hmm. So you don't need a printer, you don't need anything, you can have everything on your tablet and connect it, and they all work in synchroni- synchronicity, yeah. mm-hmm. as a symphony. <laughs> Bam! Well played, sir. Yeah, so... I, had, I really had a great time going down there, and that's the future. The future is developed by Canada. Mm-hmm. Well, glad we're in it. I am glad we're in it. Yeah. Well, that was fun. Thoughts? What's um, next for you? I would love to just hang out with the HTC 10 a little bit more. I'm going to try and convince Igor to lend me it. It's all yours. Well, that was easy. <laughs> okay. Don't need another phone in my life. Igor? Too many. Too many phones? Too many phones. Uh, Shoutouts, right. Um... Yeah, I wish I had some shout-outs, but not this week. Uh, you know what? We'll do it again. Shout-out to the Blue Jays. Shout-out uh, to the Blue Jays. One yesterday, and my colleagues Ooh. here got to... I was sick, but they got to see it, and it was a what good a game. game. There yeah. was lots of mashing from what I hear. Uh, so, you know, uh, let's get to 90 games and get to the playoffs again. Let's do it. got to do it. Shout-out to Pat, who's uh, on the beach. Mm-hmm. Showing the tequila sunrises. Nice, harder vacation. And pina coladas. Yeah. I'm sure he's singing with Don Healy right now. And <laughs> we're just talking about the Hotel California. 
Possibly. Possibly. Or sleeping. Or just sleeping and reading books. <laughs> Thanks, everyone, for joining us on the Syrupcast. We'll be back in next week. Peace out. Bye. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply.